You're listening to the Ones Ready Podcast, a team of Air Force Special Operators forged in combat with over 70 years of combined operational experience as well as a decade of selection instructor experience. If you're tired of settling and you want to do something you truly believe in, you're in the right place. Now here's your host, PJ team leader, jujitsu lover, meme enthusiast, and dad joke aficionado, Aaron Love. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and most importantly, Anonymous free advertising pages. Welcome back to the Ones Ready podcast. You are here in the team room with the entire squad. We've got a good one for you today. As always, before we start, we just want to say thank you to everybody that's out there engaging on the Instagram account, on the Facebook page, following us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts, wherever you're commenting on the YouTube section, getting together with those other like-minded individuals and, and making your way through this journey with us. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks for the support. We couldn't do it without the four of us and without our little team, but outside of that, we've got a bigger team that helps us out as well, getting the word out about Air Force Special Warfare and getting you guys some awesome awesome discounts. Uh, Again, we don't get anything from it because we ain't allowed, and we always do what we're supposed to, but if you want some sweet coffee, go check out alphabrewcoffee.com. Go over to Eberly Stock and check out their awesome packs and their complete line of outdoor stuff. And then as always, Strike Force Energy. If you want some of that small, portable energy that you need, you can just throw it in a pocket, throw it in one of those sweet packs that you just got, and then press out. Go ahead and check it out. Um, Follow us on our Instagram. You can check us out at onesready.com or check, uh, I'm sorry, the website onesready.com, or you can check us out on the Facebook page. And again, follow us on, on Apple. Give us a review, leave your comments, Go ahead and follow and subscribe to make sure that you don't miss any exclusive content. We're trying to put out as much as we can for you guys here in the the quarantine and as we get back to our new normal. So thanks again. We appreciate you guys. And now we're going to jump straight into this one. We've been talking about this one, throwing it back and forth between the four of us because it's something near and dear to our hearts, and that's mental health. So we have all struggled at, at least, you know, I know I have um, throughout my career with certain aspects of of mental health um, here and there. So we really want to touch on that, and we really want to start diving deep into how can you prepare yourself the best mentally? Because I know for me, everybody focuses on, you know, physicality, how many push-ups can you do, what's your runtime, are you mobile, are you feeling good, all that other stuff. But a lot of times we neglect that mental health aspect. And I want to open it up to you guys. Is that a true statement? Do you think that that people are just kind of like nugging through life? You know, Peach, I'll I'll throw it over to you for that one. But you know, how do you think people could focus better on their mental health just as a baseline? I, I mean I think as a as a baseline, it is a you need to be in the moment, being able to reflect on your own feelings and an overall mindfulness. I mean, that's pretty much the simplistic way of putting it. But I mean, for me, I know that I find a bit of meditation when I go run. I don't listen to music. I just listen to the pain of my breathing and how out of shape I am and what a piece of crap I am, but so it's basically me- mental health through self-deprecation. Yeah. I don't know if that's where we want to go. Like, <laughs> no, just, but like I, I go for a run or something like that, and it, I, it kind of puts me into a meditative state, which is why I don't wear ear pods or anything like that. But I think as we start getting smarter in mental health and in the brain and how it works, I think mindfulness and being reflecting on situations, your reaction to situations, and being able to step back objectively and look and go, okay, I'm not in the right mind space right now. 
Right. I was just yeah, on. I totally agree with you. Got, yeah. Good. No, I, I was just going to say, I was just on Justin Lassick's podcast where we talked about this. He had a whole episode on it. So if you haven't heard that, go check out it's, it's podcast number two, where he, he talks about mental health, but being in some of those spaces where the number one thing you have to do is go, Hey, I'm not right right now. And being able to admit that to yourself and have enough, he calls it self-love or having that developed self sense to say, Hey, I, I do not feel right right now. And, and I need some help. Go ahead, Brian. What were you going to say? Yeah, I agree with Peach 100% on the running thing. I do that every single week. I have to just a uh, really long run just to clear my mind about all the things that have happened throughout the week. And uh, I listen to like audiobooks and stuff like that just to keep some noise and thoughts in the background. And it helps me self-reflect just the, the types of books that I listen to are books about that kind of same mentality and just uh, a little bit of introspection as on to the author, author and what they're talking about. But um, yeah, just being able to have that run and clear my mind with no other interaction other than my own input into my, my body, whether I'm pushing myself or whatever, you kind of lose that, uh, other sense of all the noise and everything else going on. And you think about the things that have happened throughout the week. Um, but the other thing that I was going to say about the mindfulness part, you know, when I was younger, I really didn't know anything about being mindful and that's a kind of a new term that uh, just emerged, I guess, within the last decade. Um, But when I was younger, I was like, I don't know what to grasp onto. I don't know what mindful means. I don't know who I really am because, like, you know, I like the thoughts of this person. You know, Peach has all these great thoughts. Aaron has all these great thoughts. I don't know which thing to grasp onto and, uh, you know, make my own. So as you're continuing through throughout, you know, your journey through special warfare, I'd say take, you know, something that you like from one person or another person. Um, cause people always talk about a mentor and how you should start living your life after a mentor. I never had that uh, specific person that was like, I want to be exactly like this person, but I did have a lot of people that I like certain things from. So just grasping that, um, whatever attribute you're talking about and then implementing that into your life and trying to make that uh, part of your mindfulness and some of the, uh, the ways that you change your, your mindset, I think is important to do. Yeah. And that's interesting. I should have put out a disclaimer at the beginning of this. We're going to talk a whole lot of feeling words in this podcast. We're going to talk about mindfulness and being present and really trying to get yourself into a good mental state. So if you're not already up for it, you better get up for it. You better find your your inner sensi and we're going to go on uh, with, with those kind of things laid forward. So Trent, this one's for you, man. Like you just took over a new job. It's highly stressful, especially with some of the news that has come out recently. I am sure that your stress is absolutely through the roof. So for you, what's one thing that you like to focus on for your mental health that you like to really, really drill into as your baseline, like your basic food group? Well, I mean, I think we should leave uh, uh, food and beverages out of this for a minute. Otherwise, I don't want my flight doc to listen to this and understand what I really do. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I, I just, it's just like everything else, right? I, I have a list of things that I do and a list of things that I really care about. And I know personally... If I spend too much time worrying about myself uh, and not, like Brian said, like reaching out and then thinking about other things I could be doing better uh, and, and using um, some of the tools that other people present to me and how they get through things and, and finding ways to purge that stress, it's, that's when it all goes downhill for me. Uh, so right now it's, you know, I, I, I make a priority list, I do what I can, and then, you know, there's always tomorrow. And uh, I kind of, uh, during times of high stress, just to adopt that, you know, California surfer Hey man, it's gonna be okay. 
You know, right. my self talk is the exact opposite of, of Peach's. Where like he's like you're a piece of crap and I hate you. Uh, my, mine is like, hey man, it's gonna be all right. You know, you do what you do, um, but also maintaining that honesty, right? Like there's there's a balance to it. Is is making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and trying as hard as I can, but not absolutely crushing myself uh, to the detriment of like my my home life and all that other stuff. So. Um, I, I try to relax. I come on here with you guys. I was telling you guys earlier, this is one of the best parts of my week every week is when I get to you know, shoot the crap with you guys. And then I, I reach out to, you know, one of my things is, especially right now, I, I FaceTime with old teammates, uh, family members, um, and, and that helps me connect with the person that I used to be and things that maybe I forgot uh, that I was trying to do when I was younger and uh, kind of refocus and uh, revector myself into, into being the person I want to be. Yeah. And not to go off on a huge tangent, but th- this quarantine and, and this entire scenario that we're dealing with in these weird times that we live with, it actually does have a pretty good unintended second and third order consequence. I don't know how many text messages or calls or FaceTimes I've got from people that I haven't talked to in a long time. And they're just like, hey, man, I'm just checking in on you. How are you doing up there? And it's it's actually like a beneficial thing to link up as a human. And, and granted, it's through technology. So it's not kind of like that tribal thing. But Peaches, have you been talking to other people and, and trying to get through this thing as well? Like, have you been talking to people from the past and stuff? Yeah, I've been talking with people from the past. I, it's when you when you mentioned you know reaching out to people, I couldn't help but think about um, you know Chris Rush that that uh, committed suicide you know two weeks ago, yeah. three weeks ago, yeah, because. Like, I mean, I, I have his cell number. Like, what? Yeah. I, I can't tell you when the last time I talked to him, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel guilty about that. W- would it have made a difference? Like, I, probably not. But, no. like, I, I genuinely am like, man, I, I didn't yeah. even know he had retired, you know? And, yeah. and so, to get back on track a little bit, though, yes, I have been more... Um, proactive about reaching out to people. There's probably some people within my family that would argue that I haven't been, you know, <laughs> but it, it's an, another one of those things is that, Hey, I'm on, you know, just like everybody else in the world right now, we're on a lot of zoom meetings. We're on a lot of telecons that it's just like, Oh my gosh, do we really need one? Do we really need to do this too? I just want to be off the phone or out from behind the computer. So, yep. so yeah, so that's part of it for me. Well, if there's anybody that's been dealing with this madness, it's Brian. You know, Brian, you've been, you know, literally in in the middle of the hospital dealing, you know, with this stuff. And that's, you know, highly stressful. How are how are you dealing with that stress? What are some tools that you've been using? Like, no kidding, day to day. Do you do you take some breaks? Do you take five minutes to yourself and take some some big deep breaths? Do you reach out to your friends? I, I agree with Trent. Like it's been great to get on here and, and see you dudes because man, you're you're my tribe. So it's it's good to talk through it with you guys. But Brian, how are you dealing with it day to day? Do you have any just minor tips yeah so i think um just kind of like trent just going back to what trent was saying the important things is to reach back and focus on those things that were your goals and kind of where you're you're headed right now because as you continue to you know have a career and go to work or whatever they're gonna people are gonna pull you in a certain direction they want you to go in and they're gonna lead you down this path and you're like well how did i get here is this really important to the things that i'm trying to accomplish right now in my life so again talking to people that you have in the past is uh, really important but like you said aaron i've been uh really jobbing out trying to finish out this pa school i, I work like a hundred and 
freaking something hours last week finishing up er stuff and still working my other rotations um but the hospital is still open we're still seeing patients over here and everything so um and then also just for you guys that are listening out there my wife is also pregnant so that's another thing that we're we're uh, kind of dealing with hooray uh, the reveal here. it happened and then and move, move. <laughs> Yeah, and, and moving move, yeah. in a couple of weeks, um, and then you know the podcast and the other stuff. But uh, there's always things that are going to be pushing you in a certain direction or pulling you. Again, I think the biggest thing for me is figure out what my priority is at different times throughout the day. You know, when I'm at work and I'm trying to do my see patients and do that kind of stuff, I'm like 85% into that mindset. And maybe I'll see a text message from you guys or from whoever else, um, you know, pick up something from on the way home or something like that. Um, but 85%, the majority of my focus is on one thing at a time so I can do the, the best job that I can on that. And then when I come home, you know, I set aside my time for my kids and say, all of this, I'm going to pay attention to you. I'm going to play with you. I'm going to, you know, read books to you and just do everything that I can and try my best to just put my phone aside, not be distracted and just focus on those things. And I think being able to, cause I'm a pretty, like, I want to accomplish this goal. These are the things I have to do today. And, um, that makes me feel good at the end of the day when I lay down my, you know, lay my head down on my pillow. I'm like, all right, I got, all the stuff done. And if I didn't get it done, then I'm like, Oh crap. You know, it goes through my head. Like, how am I going to accomplish this tomorrow with all the stuff that I have to do? Um, so, you know, keeping that focus on each thing really helps me, um, get more accomplished than if I were to just try and do everything at once. Um, yeah. those are some of the things as far as, um, dealing with the stress specifically working out is the only thing that I can really do that, um, helps, take away my stress. I wake up at like six o'clock, five o'clock, whatever I have to, uh, in the morning, you know, run row, whatever, just do something to get my mind off of, uh, all the things that I have to do. So that helps yeah. me the most. Well, hearing you, it, it led to, it kind of hit home with me for one of those things. We have a tendency to take on so much, right? So we, we work in school and deployments and all this other stuff. Everybody that's getting ready to come in the pipeline out there, you got the same thing. You're training to try to come into a new career. We've got the coronavirus and the quarantine and the uncertainty of where we are and, and add in all the, all these other things. And a lot of times we just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it until it blows up. And that's the, the biggest, I'm a huge problem guy with that. Like I will just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to put my head down. I just got to get through this next day. You're not really fixing anything. You're not really admitting to yourself like, Hey, I'm really starting to get worn thin mentally and, and you don't seek help. That's what I wanted to talk about with you, Trent. So there's there's always been a stigma about, you know, seeking out mental health in the military. And I know throughout, you know, the four of us for our combined, you know, whatever it is, 70 years of experience and stuff, we've seen a lot of different organizations and we've seen it evolve a lot. Do you still think that there is, and, and keep it about assessment selection, do you think that there's a, a negative stigma attached to somebody that will say, hey, I need help in the mental health arena? When, it, with, when they're in assessment selection, that type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you think if somebody raised their hand and were like, hey, you know, not during an event, not during buddy breathing <laughs> or, or, or a ruck, but if they were, you know, hey, I've been away from my family and this is a, this is a big change and I'd really like to talk to somebody. I know when I went through Indoc, that would not even be tolerated. Like that would not even be a thing. They'd be like, oh, you're feeling sad. Why don't you go ahead and drop with your feelings? So um, how do you feel that that stigma has changed for you and your world today? 
well, I know, you know, I'm a, I'm a cone sympathizer. So I always try to talk to the, to the fellows <laughs> about all this stuff. Um, it, we try to encourage them to, uh, talk amongst themselves and to realize that what they're feeling is normal. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before, like that roller coaster of emotions that you go on, uh, in the beginning. And, um, like, you know, when I was at the prep course, if, if a student walks in and was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm freaking out. I have all these things, you know, we try to walk them through it. And I wasn't like, you're the worst cone that's ever existed. Get out of my office. If I ever see you with a brain, I'm going to punch you in the face type of thing or whatever. Um, but I, I think we addressed a little that's bit That's a highly more. aggressive response. I don't know what kind of response that is, but that's <laughs> highly aggressive. I have, I'm, well, we'll talk about personality disorders later. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we, we address it a lot more. And I think our generation of, of guys going through what we went through and seeing the evolution of uh, how we view mental health has helped a lot. You know, I, I'm pretty sure most instructors do it. If a guy comes to them and is like, Hey man, I'm just dealing with this thing and they're, they're a performer, but they're having these, these, um, these issues where they just can't focus everything in their brain or they're having all these, uh, fears and all this other stuff. And they think they're alone. And when, what it comes to is they sort of feel this isolation where, uh, they, they think it's not normal or they think that they're the only one going through it. Um, from what I've seen, most, most instructors and most of our teammates, once everybody understands that this is what they're all going through together, are willing to reach in there and help them. And uh, uh, if they reach out for help, you know, everybody's going to rally around them. You know, not like uh, performance, like, hey, like, I'm going to push you on this run, but hey, man, this is normal. It's all cool. Uh, focus on what you need to focus on. And uh, if you ever need to talk, you know, we can talk type of thing. That's one of the, yeah. the things that, you know, a lot of people look at other people, especially if you look at junior guys uh, at their seniors, right? They look at them and they think, okay, they've got to potentially have their stuff together, right? And they're not, they don't have any issues. Um, and I, you know, I had somebody, the, the Silverback Adams, uh, you guys know who he is. Um, <laughs> he said to me one time, there's, there's people that have gone to therapy and there's, or counseling, and then there's people that haven't gone yet, Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm because you will, and, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. If you're going through a hard time, maybe there's a death in the family, maybe there's sickness, maybe your kids are sick or not well, or whatever it may be. Like it's it's okay, and everybody goes through it. Well, and I I was thinking about this when we were getting ready for the podcast, and it, it dawned on me when we have a shooting problem. Like if we have a problem on the team, we're like, Hey, we want to be better shooters. We will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a government contract to bring in the world's best shooter. If we want to go jumping, we will go, we'll take the entire troop TDY and we'll spend millions of dollars to do the world's best jumping taught by the world's best SMEs. Mental health is the only one where our guys and kind of the military in general shies away from bringing in the subject matter expert, which is somebody to talk to, to help you through this problem. So it's like we have a problem. We're like, hey, I'm having an issue. And for whatever reason, mental health is still that arena where we're like, all right, nope, I got this one by myself. You wouldn't do that with shooting. You'd get laughed out of the team room. You'd be yeah, like, hey, guys. We, we kind of, you're right. Um, but we also have kind of done that somewhat with the POTIF initiative that SOCOM, I think it was 2012 is when it got initiative uh, yep, initiated. Absolutely. And I mean, the, these are um, oftentimes these, not just the counselors, but the, the uh, strength and conditioning coaches and stuff like that, they are collegiate level or even professional level um, people 
that have, you know, they left their, their normal field where you would think, like, why would somebody ever leave this uh, to come work with us? Um, and it's because they, it's a mind shift, the, the kind of mindset that we have. It's, it's a lot different than your collegiate level athletes or your pro athletes because uh, in a way it was explained to me is those athletes, they rely on their skills. They don't necessarily need to go into the gym or go into a counseling session to try and get better because they're like, I'm just going to focus on playing ball and that'll work for me. Whereas us, even when we get injured or we're not doing well mentally or whatever, we are still going and crushing ourselves or trying to make ourselves better or, hey, there's a deployment, I need to go. And that's where the challenge is on leadership to go like, hey, got it, you want to go, and I want to send you, let's, let's maybe sit down for a little bit, or why don't you go talk to this, you know, this so-and-so counselor? So that's, yeah. yeah. And I well, think and in, I'm, that, in that same arena, you know, when we're looking back on the, the question that you answer, asked to Trent, you know, the, the team is the biggest asset that we have to kind of look at those, those problems that you may be having. And I tell the, I used to tell the guys um, back at Indoc all the time, like, if you see a guy, you should know a person well enough to when they show up in the morning and they look a little bit different, their hair is kind of messed up. They're kind of staring off into space and something's just off about them. You know, like, Hey dude, are you all right? Like what, what happened last night? What kind of conversations did you have? Especially if you're like an element leader, team leader, whatever, in those kind of positions, you should be going around and visiting people and knowing people. You should know, you know, their, their brother's name, where they're from, their favorite hot, like just enough about them because you guys are sitting around, you're going to be taping gear, you know, telling stories about whatever's going on in your life. Um, but you should always know each other because it's a super high stress environment where you're really being put through the fire together with these dudes and it's just constant stress. You don't have time really to process anything that's going on back at home, you know, whether it be whatever, you know, death, death of a loved one or babies or whatever's happening back at home. You don't have a lot of time to just think about it and you wish that you could have been there because you're, you didn't know it was going to happen and you're in, in doc or in selection. You're just trying to get through. So there's a lot of things that, uh, Really, team is the first line, and you shouldn't really have to go up to the instructor, and that shouldn't be your first line. I wouldn't recommend that, but I'd recommend just talking to one of the <laughs> older people that are on your team that maybe have been through some of that stuff and uh, get their advice and then you know approach together. That way we know like you guys have talked about it. You're helping out. But, of course, if you have any real problems, anytime an instructor will definitely talk to you and go through it because I've been through, you know, that whole conversation with a lot of students that were having trouble, whether they were scared and realized that we're also trying to get you through a selection. So we're trying to be uh, non-biased and everything. Um, but we're, we have to evaluate the stresses that you're going to be going through at the end of the day. That's our job. So, uh, but we want to yeah. help you out the best we can. We don't want anybody to, to end up doing something that they're going to regret later. Right. Well, on the flip side of that coin and Trent, I'm going to throw it over to you. So, Let's say you are on that team. You are at A&S. You do notice that your friend is down. He hasn't been acting, you know, he or she hasn't been acting correctly. What would you do? How would you engage with that friend to kind of open up that? Because it's it's awkward. It's awkward to look at one of your bros and be like, hey, man, I can tell something's wrong. Like, let's have this conversation. So what do you think that your piece of advice would be to somebody that sees their friend or their teammate kind of struggling? Well, I think this is this goes back to you need to have that relationship 
before something goes wrong. Uh, when you get into basic training, when you go through prep, when you get into ANS, you all need to be talking to each other anyway. Uh, recognize that you're all on the same team. You're all going to the, uh, through the same, you're all having the same experiences. Um, I mean, it's just be straightforward about it. It's, you don't get, you might not get a lot of traction, um, being aggressive or anything, but just, Hey, what's, what's happening with you today? There's something wrong. Uh, what do you need? You know what I mean? And, um, and just move forward from there and just have a normal conversation with them like they're a normal person because I think a lot of it is, you know, you join the Air Force and especially when you, you join these career fields and you have a lot thrown your way and you might feel like you've you've lost who you are a little bit. Man, if, if I was their teammate, you just come at them at the, at the bro level or, or whatever it is, as Amanda would say, I guess the chick level. I think we can say that now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think but, so. I, mean, I think I think chick level is a, uh, a an agreed upon term now. So she cleared yeah. us. We're good. The bro to bro to chick level. We've got our chick card, so we're good. So press. Just be a good friend. You know, be a good friend and a good teammate. That it, nothing changes as far as interpersonal relationships once you're you're in uh, that environment. The stressors change a lot, but being a good person, being a good teammate, being a good friend. You know, that's just who you should be anyway, especially if you're trying to get selected as, as looking out for your, your teammates and your friends. I, I, I do want to stick up for the instructors a little bit though, just in the way that you guys, and I can't, I can't speak for myself because you guys were at, you know, a, a base level ANS and stuff. So you see a lot of people, you hear a lot of excuses. You hear a lot of this is going on with me. You know, I, my knee hurts or this, you know, some of it is 100% legit. The other part, and, and they can't continue, 100% legit, and they can't continue through, right? Push through. Then you get some of the others that are, hey, my knee hurts. It's really bad. But guess what? You just got done doing a six-mile run. Right. It's yeah. probably not that bad. Is this you <laughs> just trying to avoid the, the afternoon pool session? You know what I mean? So, like, I, I noticed that a lot of the instructors or cadre can be a, what would seem cold, but that's because that they they hear it all the time, just excuse after excuse, and that probably wears on you, and so you become to be a little bit skeptical of what people are saying. So that's just my two yeah, cents to stick up for the indoc or yeah. for the ANS instructors. <laughs> Don't be that guy that cries wolf if you're one of the team members because we know those people that just constantly, every single time, you know, it's Thursday, there's WaterCon or whatever. And I brought this up in a, a separate podcast, but they always look for the the rhythm in the whatever's going to happen. So Thursday, all right, I feel like I'm going to throw up or I have a fever. Or I'm, I'm coughing and I couldn't sleep last night or whatever. They bring up some kind of thing and they know that it's going to be a hard day. So they try and get out of the, the more difficult events. So we know those guys, but uh, for the most part, we have a decent track after like the first week or two on, you know, this guy's a good performer and he's kind of acting weird. Uh, this might be an actual complaint. So, um, and you get that after, you know, you've been an instructor for a while, but it is hard to tell sometimes, you know, whether or not a dude is taking it seriously at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, all right, you have a couple options here, train, quit, or seek medical. And if you seek medical too many <laughs> times and miss enough events, then, uh, you're going to be kicked out anyways. So yeah. there's a couple of things on that, man. 
Yeah. So it's always that fine balance and it's it's building a muscle, right? We always talk about resilience. We talk about resiliency. That's one of, I know for sure, AFSOC's number number three priorities, right? One, two, and three, you know, resiliency is, is one of those that's in there. But resiliency is a muscle and it doesn't get better. It doesn't, you don't get better at being resilient unless you do it. So we understand that everybody going through ANS, you, you may have never worked out that resiliency muscle before. You have never maybe put yourself in such a stressful situation that it actually does impact your mental health in a way that it could be bad but great input from you guys especially <laughs> peaches i love it. i just want to stick up for the ans instructors listen we've heard this song and dance a million times we'll help you, we'll help you out if it's for real but if it ain't for real we pretty much know exactly what that looks like so so no, speaking of uh, speaking of for real though aaron um taking it back to mental health a little bit what do you think you know traumatic or uh Traumatic brain injury and and post-traumatic stress disorder plays in mental health. Oh, well... The uh, the chicken uh, call or the pot calling the kettle black. I was going to say the chicken comes before the egg. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, I mean, chicken you're the subject. The pot black. <laughs> you're the men, you, you know you're the personal experience guy on this one. I, I have definitely uh, I'm, I can say that I've had my bell rung a couple times. I can say that I've definitely been uh, I've definitely impacted terra firma probably harder than I need to. Um, I, I can tell you just you know through those mild experiences and nothing like nothing like you've you've had in, in your career, but. Um, Listen, when you have a TBI or when you have some sort of thing, like when you have those insults to your to your brain piece, your synapses fire differently. You have things that operate completely differently inside of your brain. Your brain gets rewired electrically when you kind of do those those sort of things. And unfortunately, that's the nature of the business. Kicking off seven or eight goose saws during a firefight or being too close to an explosion or being too close to a breach or sometimes like during combatants, you get your bell rung. Somebody punches you in the face a little bit too hard, or you know, sometimes you do have a hard landing, and those things are different. The, the most important thing is is knowing your baseline. When you start acting outside of what your baseline is, and you can start correlating those things. Like I never, I, I'll tell you, there are times where I will, no kidding, blank out, and I'll just be like, "Hey, what what was I talking about?" Okay, cool, and then I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. That has that has come to me later in life. That is not a thing that I've always done. Like I'm usually a pretty organized guy and I can trace it back to a couple different events where I was like, okay, there was a slight change there and mental health is no different. If I start reacting way high and right for something that really doesn't matter, I, I'm not a road rage guy, but I've definitely heard it described where there was a distinct point where a guy did not care about road rage. And then for the rest of his life, after a certain event, he just 100% would like fly off the handle when he was in traffic, specifically San Antonio traffic, because it's terrible. <laughs> but, it's uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's Pete, what, Pete, what, I mean, this is, this is obviously in your lane because I, I have a feeling that you've had some studies done on you and you've been a test case at one point. I, I seem to remember where you wearing the, like the Elon Musk neural link yeah, yeah. for a little while. So what, I mean, like what, what are your experiences? Yeah, yeah so, exactly. What are, what are your experiences? Yeah. So my, my, my experience is, yes, I've, I've hit IEDs and, and stuff like that. And obviously, I think you guys were there for my jump accident. But um, most of my symptoms in terms of memory loss, speech impediment, a um, couple other things really only started materializing about two years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, and I... You you mentioned the baseline, which I think is fantastic because now everybody's getting a baseline. I didn't have a baseline. My my baseline that I took was six months ago. 
So I'm already like I'm already screwed it up. Yeah, solid, know? right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a ba- so, it's a baseline from where you are now. Perfect. Right, and there was you know, and as I'm sitting down with with the neurologist and and going through you know three hour testing where it's it's all puzzles and everything like that. I mean, I'm getting worked, and it's things that I'm that I know like yeah, this is going to be easy, and then it's not as I'm actually trying to work through it. And and those are things that I recognize. And sometimes they're frustrating. Sometimes they're not. It's just, hey, I know that it is the reality of it. Um, and I'm working through it. And people like you guys and my family, they, they know I have it and deal with it. I'm fortunate that it, it hasn't triggered any kind of depression, anger issues, I've always been a really laid back guy and I've continued to be that person. So I'm, I'm Good. I was going to ask if you noticed lucky. Yeah. I was going to ask if you noticed an emotional shift or whatever, because the cognitive shifts and doing puzzles and complex stuff like that. Sure. Like we all, you know, some form or fashion have degradation there, but I was going to ask if you had any, you know, emotional, any emotional shifts, but that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I if I had to identify an emotional shift, it would just be probably my patience is shorter than it than it normally is or than I, than I remember it being but then I talk to you know some of my buddies that are like no dude you're still pretty patient so <laughs> yeah, I think on your baseline as a person you've always been just that relaxed you know from the first time that I met you so you know that kind of plays into you know, your baseline was pretty chill yeah you know being a little bit more agitated than normal, uh, maybe that brings you up to the normal San Antonian level yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I want to I want to close it up. We got two more two more questions here, so uh, we'll hit the first one, and I want to hear answers from everybody, and then we'll we'll kind of do the the same thing with the second one. We'll start off with Trent. Trent, going back all the way through your career, if you can narrow it down to one mistake for your mental health, one mistake that you've made, what would that be? So put yourself back in a, a young, beautiful, moisturized, Trent uh, kind, of, kind of mindset. And what is the one thing you wish you knew about mental health to avoid that moisturizing? Yeah, moisturizing he just, to do? his skin looks good. I'm just telling you, like, he's gruff now. <laughs> um, things, I think we've discussed it a little bit already. Things sometimes take a little while to rise to the surface. Um, so don't. Just because you feel good after an incident or after something else and you think you've put it behind you and you've ignored it enough where it, you've sunk it to the bottom of your river, um, it, it'll come back up. So, you know, like there's a time and a place to, to push that away and, and, and move forward. Um, but don't pretend like it's not coming back because it will come back. And don't pretend like you're not going to have to deal with it because if it comes up on its own, you have to deal with it. Uh, and, it and other stressors tend to bring that stuff back. It's not the best time to deal with some of that stuff that you've you, you should have dealt with as soon as you could. So um, just just dealing with that stuff as soon as possible. As soon as you have that that bandwidth, uh, you know, you get home or whatever it is, and you you have that time, you have those resources to get after it instead of denying those resources. Um, I know one time, you know, my commander said go to mental health. Like he told me, like you should probably go. And uh, I went over there, and they were like, no one can force you to talk to us. And I was like, okay, later. <laughs> you know, looking back, it might have been like, it might have been a good time to, to just sit down and <laughs> No one can force you to talk to bit. us. All right, meeting adjourned. I'm out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I was, I was, you know, a younger dude, and I was, I was very confident. And, uh, but I, it wasn't something I wanted to deal with at the time. And, and, you know, from my experience, 
it's not something that you ever want to deal with, but you have to deal with it to get past it um, and, and to get back to normal um, from my experience. Yeah. Brian, what do you got? Yeah. So biggest thing for me was just as a lot like Trent was saying, you know, you have all this stuff that just gets bottled up and you just seal it up because you're like, I don't want to expose any weakness to all of my friends that are right here. You know, I want to, I came here and I've been crushing whatever pushups and that every event that we do, I'm not, you know, always at the top or whatever, but I'm physically capable and I don't want to be at the bottom because of my mental state. It's something that I can overcome. So my exposure, um, you know, first thing in the military, um, within the first year, my, my team commander died while I was at Indoc, and then my grandma died, you know, while uh, I was at Seer or about to go to Seer. And, um, you know, for me, that was a huge deal because she helped raise me and all that kind of stuff. And I never really dealt with those two things. I had never really seen anybody die before um, when I saw my team commander die. But, you know, dealing with those things and not really talking about it because I didn't want to again expose the weaknesses that i had and the fact that you know it affected me in the the day-to-day life and uh the biggest thing that i can pass on to you guys that are listening right now is that your experiences impact you the way that you let them impact you so uh, it's important just circling back to what peach was talking about in the beginning the introspection and just kind of meditation you think about the events that have happened throughout your day or the big things that have happened in your life And, you know, a lot of them are not going to be amazing or great things, but you let them impact you however you want to let them impact you. Are you going to continue to spiral down or are you going to learn something from it? You know, like from my team commander, his sacrifice has propelled me to say to push through any of the limit, the pain and whatever is going on in my life. And uh, I'm lucky enough to be here and have the things that I have, my family and all that kind of stuff. So I got to keep on pushing through because, you know, he, he pushed it. He didn't have to deal with the things that he did, but you know, he kept on pushing through and, um, you know, you can let things affect you the way that you choose to and keep on moving yeah. on with the, um, your life. So yeah. that's what I would what say. What you got there, Peach? Um, Really, I mean, I we've covered in another episode, but the, the kind of way you react to things, your mental health can change the way that you react to certain situations. And going back to what I was talking about with mindfulness and taking a step back and looking objectively is, yeah, you may have reacted inappropriately in that moment. We all do it. Every single person. It's important to be able to take a step back and go, man, I shouldn't have yelled at my kid or I shouldn't have had road rage or man, I probably should have let that guy in front of me at the stoplight or, you know, whatever name the situation that kind of irks you. Somebody cuts you off. All right. That sucks. Like, Hey, I almost crashed, but all right, let's just take a breather here real quick. And then, and then move along our day because nothing good is going to come out of um, getting fired up about it or, you know, doing something stupid. So I think being mindful of your reactions and being able to learn from them and acknowledge, Hey, I, I didn't act correctly on that one. Yeah, for sure. And then for me going back, I think I probably would have started engaging in my mental health and engaging in no kidding what it means to be a mentally healthy person long before I ever had an incident. I can remember distinctly in 2012, I was very, very close to my grandma. RIP Grandma Kilroy, but 
you know, there was a whole bunch of things that were kind of going on at that time. And she passed away at that time. And I just remember everything flooding in, like a couple of bad things that happened on deployments, a couple of these other stressors, a couple of family lives. And at that point, I realized I was like, holy cow, like, I've been denying the fact that I need to get to get seen. Just like we said earlier, resiliency is a, is a muscle. And if the first time that you decide that you're going to work that muscle out is when you're all the way at the end, like when you're in the, the, the biggest event that you're going to have mentally, it's way too late. Uh, Brian and I, you know, OCA, you know, the, the team <laughs> sergeant um, that, that we all had, he always used to say, you never rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training. And if you do that, if you apply that to mental health, if you have something terrible that happens, a death in the family, or if you're on deployment and you, ex- you experience a, a tough loss, or like Peach was saying earlier, if you lose a friend to an event and you haven't been training to deal with that event, how are you going to handle it? You're not just going to rise to the occasion and be okay. And then what happens if you take two or three of those in a row? At that point, it's, it's way too late and you're so far behind the curve that you're, you're just never going to get out of there. And it, it can lead to some, some pretty dark spaces and, and that's never good. That can seriously impact you but, you know, not only in your life, but in your, in your pursuit to, to become an aspect war, the best aspect war candidate that you can be. And, and then further on into the career field, you're going to carry those stressors with you all the way through the job. And, and that's what we're trying to avoid by getting in there on the ground floor and all those experiences with POTIF and having the teams, uh, the POTIF teams that are there and, and having all these tools, you have to use the tools for them to work. You can't just say, Oh, okay, they're there. Um, that's great. So, We'll, we'll close it up here. Like guys, you know, what is, what does resilience mean to you? Um, you know, for me, my, my techniques, like for, for me to keep resilient, I, I really do try to meditate. I try to be mindful. I have, uh, the calm app is great. Um, uh, not sponsored. It's just awesome. So, um, I try to meditate, you know, five or 10 minutes a day, even if it's just to, to think about some stuff and, and try to get over and, and working out is great. Anything that you guys, we haven't talked about before where that, that are handy resilience, uh, tips or tricks that you guys like. The big thing that I want to just bring up as far as resilience is, you know, it is like a muscle and everybody has a, a separate threshold based on where they're at in their life. You know, as we are kids, we're pretty labile as far as our emotions and all the things that are happening in our life. You know, my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever breaks up with you and that's the end of the world. You know, as you move on later in life, you're just like, eh, all right, whatever. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the family guy joke? Like there, uh, nothing is more important than what's happening in front of these lockers right now in <laughs> high school. Yeah. But you know, everyone has a different threshold and you, you get, begin to build those muscles throughout your entire life and the amount of stuff you can carry. You know, I always thought my plate was full whenever I was uh, 17, 18. I was like, I have college. I have a part-time job at JCPenney's and I have to go, you know, do <laughs> whatever, hang out with my friends. <laughs> yeah, a 200 dollars cell phone bill. And you feel like your plate is full. But as you continue to get older and older, your plate just gets bigger and you carry more stuff. You don't stop carrying, you know, all the stress that you have. So it's important to figure out what is really going to calm you down earlier in your life. And it shouldn't be something that's going to also harm your health, you know, like wheat smoking, alcohol, all that stuff is not good for long term. Smoking or there was a there was a oh, there was there a comma, a comma. In there. yeah yeah punctuation is important yeah yeah, yeah. these kids and their smoking alcohols. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just choosing those healthy habits that are going to carry you on through it. And, you know, for me, um, it's also important to remember that you have a, a threshold. You can't go a hundred percent for your entire life or for 
three or four years. No one can do that. And it's hard to know that when you're younger, you're like, I can do better than this guy. Well, maybe you can't do a hundred percent, but I can do it. You know, we've all tried to do that <laughs> at some point in our lives. And we figured out like, no, we cannot go a hundred percent turbo mode. Yeah. So know that you have to take a break and take a step back and you need some downtime every once in a while and just realize what your threshold is and try and figure that out a little bit earlier in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds like a great place to end. So, hey, I know we dove deep on the mental health aspect and kind of the resiliency piece of it. This is a huge overarching topic that is, you know, it's, it invades everything that we talk about, both in normal life and in the military and stuff. So go out and do your research, find those tips, those tricks, those little resiliency um, tools that you can use to, to help you in your, in your journey. And, and remember, you know, get there early, start working those resiliency muscles early, as early as you possibly can. And that is going to help you throughout a lifetime because we're not just focused on ANS. We want you guys to get into ANS, be successful, graduate your respective pipelines, and then go on with a healthy career as an Air Force special operator, um, you know, hopefully a, a long and, and healthy career. So, you know, without further ado, Brian, we'll turn it over to you for some, some last thoughts and we'll close it up. All right, guys. First of all, thank you for uh, listening. You know, hopefully all of our stories that uh, we told you guys are going to help you out and set you on the right foot. Like I said in the beginning, um, you know, pull whatever thing you think might help you and you can implement in your life to try and get you through those stresses that you are going to face. You know, we are only telling you these things based on our personal experience. We're not, you know, mental health experts or anything like that. So don't... uh, think that any of our techniques are all written in books or anything like that. We're not writing any books. We're not doing any of that stuff. We're just sharing with you our personal thoughts and experiences that we have and things that may have worked or didn't work for us. Like I said, we've, we've had a lot of trial and error and failures in the past where, you know, we didn't do the right thing and we learned from it. So all those things are going to really let you, they're going to affect you the way that you let them. Um, just kind of like Peach said, make sure you're trying to practice that mindfulness and the things that are going on in your life, just introspection of whatever it is going on throughout your day and how you're going to let that affect you, whether it's, and then use your recovery techniques, whether it's running or just sitting there in the quiet room and thinking about the things that have gone on throughout your life. Um, but that being said, we're always here for you guys. If you know, if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want to talk to us about, we will try and get to all the messages as soon as possible. We're still answering all the messages from email, Instagram, YouTube. Um, so you guys keep them coming. And if you need anything at any point in time, we're always here to help you guys out. But uh, realize at some point you're going to have to take a knee and go into this with an open mind and continue crushing all of your physical goals. But keep in mind those mental goals, just kind of like Aaron was saying, you know, don't forget about all the mental resilience portions and try to do something a little bit different and better each day. If you're super amped up and frustrated about whatever is going on in your life because of San Antonio traffic, then, uh, you know, figure out a way to a different route or something that you can change about the situation because you're ultimately the canopy commander, like we say. Um, so you make your own decisions and figure out what you want to do with your life. We just try and uh, tell you from our experience what's what can be up ahead for you guys. So thank you again for listening. Uh, continue to drop comments. Leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And a new shirt should be in real soon. So check them out at the website, onesready.com. There's a delay from shipping. You know, the whole virus thing has been uh, wreaking havoc on stuff. But check it out. Go to onesready.com. And we will catch you guys later. Go out there and earn each breath. See you guys. Train hard.